welcome to the TOT Talk Show. This talk show is aspired to nurture and mentor the next generations of MDRTs, bringing excellence among financial advisors around the world. We will share with you sales ideas and technical know-how in our work as financial advisors, inspire you to be a better version of you, and help you to think strategically to boost your sales towards MDRT, COT, and even TOT qualifications. The TOT Talk Show is co-hosted by two top-of-the-table members, namely Lim Renan of Malaysia and Rick Q of the USA. What is the main topic, Rick? Our main topic is sharing with the audience our why. Yes, figuring out our why in this career and sharing with you our why. Why are we doing this, right? Rick, would you like to take it over? Why I? Let me ask you this question, Rick. Why did you do what you do for so long, and do it so well, Rick? Can you tell us your why? Sure. I think everyone's why over time will change. Um, I joined this career at 21 years old, and during that time, my why was like many of you have heard when you joined this career was the three I's, which are income. Impact, independence. Why do we build our own wealth management practice? Why are we building our career for income, impact, independence? However, I want the audience to understand that although income, impact, independence is so easy to say, there's a specific order we must all follow, and that order is: it's impact, income, then independence. Because if most of the audience focus on independence, then there is no income, there is no impact. So remember, everyone needs to understand if the three eyes is part of your why is always impact, then comes income, then ultimately you have independence. Allow me elaborate. Growing up, I'm an only child, and my parents wanted me to be a doctor or a lawyer. That's all they wanted me to be, and maybe an engineer. I failed them. I clearly failed them. And you know, when I was growing up, I always wanted to be recognized by my parents. I wanted them to be proud of me. But many times, I never felt I was good enough. So when I graduated at 21 years old, I wanted to pursue a career that simply not everyone tells me what I should be doing, but what I believe I'm good at. And I wanted to help people. And when I joined this career, my only focus was to make a greater impact. Than I can possibly make myself to create a footprint larger than my own. You know, my parents came to America in the 1970s. They had no knowledge of financial literacy. They were working with a financial advisor that clearly did not have their best interests, and it always, always troubled me because I wanted to do more. So I really wanted to join this career to make a profound impact. As all of you are in Asia. I think financial services may be a very popular field, or may not. But in America, as an Asian American advisor, I was not popular. I joined the region, and I was one of the first Asian American advisors. And I just wanted to help my community. In America, there's seven percent population that are Asian. That's approximately 30 million people, right? 20 to 30 million people. But I wanted to help them. So my number one focus was impact. Now, income, to be honest, was never important to me. Growing up, 
My parents did not have much, but they gave me everything they had. And that was plenty. I remember growing up, my mom made me scramble eggs with spam. And that was like the best breakfast, the best lunch. And today I would love to eat that every day if my wife will allow me, but she said it's not healthy. So I don't really need income, right? I don't really need income, but you know, what I realize is as you help more people, it automatically comes. It automatically comes. So, you know, we're thankful, but most important, somewhat important is the independence, right? My parents came to America. My father was a chef. My mom was a seamstress and they worked really hard. They went to work before I woke up. They came home after I was put to bed. I was practically raised by my grandmother and it always made me really sad. I said, dad, mom, how come you're not here? But as I got older, I realized it wasn't that they didn't love me. It was because they needed to make money. They needed to provide for me, right? But they didn't have independence. And I tell people this all the time. It doesn't matter if you're rich. It doesn't matter if you're wealthy, but if you're poor in the mind, you'll always be poor forever. My parents struggled because they needed to provide for me. They never had independence. I remember one time my parents went to work and they were trying so hard to provide for me an only child that they forgot to leave food. And I remember, and I clearly remembered all my friends and growing up in America, I wanted to eat pizza. I love pizza. I remember going to the fridge and I found a piece of cheese and then I microwaved it, hoping that there was bread, but there was no bread. So what did I do? I microwaved the cheese, I squirted ketchup and I closed my eyes and I took a bite and I thought it was pizza. That's my independence. So I'll share with you all my, my, my independence. I want to have independence so that when I grow up or when my kids grow up, daddy and mommy will be there for them no matter what. And honestly, and I shared this with the audience, if I wanted to, I could retire yesterday and I could spend every single day for the rest of my life with my kids, which is why every single day I work so hard. So when I started this career at 21 years old, my number, my three eyes were impact, income, and independence. But today, what is my why? My why is clear. People ask me, how are you always so motivated? How are you always so inspired? I wake up, I know my why. I go to bed, I dream about my why. My why is my family. My why is my loved ones. My why is, are my clients. My why are my supporters. My why is who I will be in 10 years, okay? I cannot let any single day, any single hour, every single minute go to waste because I truly believe my why is not for me, it's for them. I don't wanna be good, I don't wanna be great. I wanna be the best possible version I can be. Life is too hard to be mediocre. So this is my why. I wake up every single day and I just want to be the best possible version I can be. I look forward to meeting the 10 year version of myself. You know, when I was 21 years old, if you told me that at 36 years old, I've had the life I have today, I would be saying it's like a dream. But honestly, today at 36 years old, the life I have today, I don't think it's even any special because I'll tell you this at 21 years old to today in 10 years, I 10 X my net worth. I promise you today in 10 years, I'll 10 exit again. And 10 years from then, I will 10 exit again. But my why is not the income. It's, it's the impact. It's the independence. But I just want my kids to grow up one day and be proud of their father. I want to be the best father I can be, the best husband I can be. You know, someone asked me recently and said, Rick, 
How do you stay the way you are? What if I told you COVID-19, I saw so much tragedy. I had clients pass away last year. I had clients pass away this year. And then I told my wife the other day, I said, I live life every day as if I will die tomorrow. I live life every day as if I will die tomorrow. And if I do go away tomorrow, how will my story end? And it's not over. And that's my why. Lim, what about you? What's your why? Now, that is some amazing answer. Let me just change it. That is some amazing answer, Rick. Uh, impact, right? You're saying, uh, let me just go through my, my script. Uh, Rick's is income, impact, and independence, right? And now, Rick, you're saying that your why is, is it transpired more than that. You're looking at uh, family, clients, and all that. Amazing, you know. Actually, that makes me think of, of what my, my why. So let me just tell you my why. Why, why am I uh, doing this uh, career with such passion? Uh, and I have clients who actually ask me, say, Renan, if you, can, if you can sell a piece of paper and sell trust, you can sell anything. Why don't you come and help me sell some properties and uh, give you some shares, this and that? But I told them, you know, uh, you don't want your insurance agent to go and sell properties, right? <laughs> you want your guy to be there for you, correct? Let me, let, let me do my job and you do your job and let's be happy about it, right? So let me tell you what is my why, you know? So my why is fairly simple. It's not as elaborate as Rick, but my why is fairly simple. Number one, my first why is to be excellent in my life, to be excellent in my life. Now, uh, when I was young, I grew up in a, past, in, in, in a pastor family. My parents are pastors, so they didn't have a lot of money. I cannot say we are poor, very poor, no. We are just middle lower class. We didn't have, we have enough food. You know, you can see my size. We have enough food. Uh, we didn't have a lot of earthly uh, possessions. We didn't have the brand new Nike shoes that is on the shelf. We didn't have a nice car. Uh, we, I, uh, my parents had hard time sending us to university, but they did. How hard is it? They still did send us to universities. Now, in Malaysia, it's a bit different. Uh, Rick, we went to national universities where the fees are very, very cheap. You know, it's like 3,000 ringgit. There's about, say, $800 uh, school fees tuition for a whole year, you know. And you pay like wow. three years, four years. It's very, very cheap. It's like 800 US dollars. But it is still uh, something for them to pay, you know. And, and my uh, food and lodging, that, that is another five 6,000 ringgit, you know. And, and there's something for them to pay when they are, they are making 2,000, 2,500 a month, right? So, but yet again... When I was 16, because of my life, uh, I didn't have a lot. So when I was 16, I made a conscious choice. I made a conscious choice that I will fight and work to be wealthy. I will fight and work to fulfill my life destiny. destiny. I will fight and work to be excellent in my life. I want excellence in everything that I do. So at 13, 14 years old, something just snapped in my brain. I was never really a top student. I was ranked maybe in the top 10 every, every year in school. But yet again, when I was 13 and 14, something just snapped. Uh, I wanted to be number one. I wanted to be number one so hard, I spent so much time studying, and I did beat 
the girl who is always number one in my school for that year. I was number one that year, right? I wanted to be in the uh, school team of, of, of my school basketball team. I worked so hard. I didn't play basketball at all until I made my mind that I wanted to be school team. I worked so hard for a year and I made basketball team. And we, we, we were like the state champion then. Uh, and I tell you, at that point, when I was 16, I decided that I, I'm not going to be poor anymore. I will work my, my life to excellence and I just did it. I just go ahead. So everything that I do now, it is working towards excellence. It takes me a bit of time to be TOT. You know, it took me uh, nearly 17 years uh, full time in this business to finally made it last year to top of the table. Uh, 12 years MDRT and four years top court of the table. Uh, yet again, that is my why to be excellence in everything that I do. If I do, I'll do it with excellence. Number two, what is my number two why? It is, I want to be a provider. I wanted to be a provider for my family, to be dependable, to be a filial son to my parents, to be a good brother to my siblings, so that you know you just want to be that younger brother that always provides and always gives. Uh, when they come to KL, they, they don't live in a hotel. They come and live in my house because my house is, I think, I think better renovated than, than a hotel. They can come here and stay as long as they want. Everything is provided for them. Even a car is provided for them. I want to be a good provider for my wife. That is something I promised uh, my wife when she marries me and she was going out with me. When she was going out with me, I was a nobody. I was 22 years old. I had no money. She is richer than me then. <laughs> By inheritance, she's richer than me. But yet again, she gave me a chance to prove myself. I must be a provider. So... Uh, now, I've provided so much for her that she, she can live her dream and choose her, her work uh, that she is passionate about. So until today, she's still a high-ranking government officer in, uh, in, in the government hospital. Not lured by income, but lured by her heart of serving uh, the community, serving the people. She's not motivated by money. She doesn't have to. I'm providing that for her. Uh, and also providing for my family, for my children and all that. So that, that is me being the provider, provider for my staff, provider for my agents, and provider for everything, uh, everybody who is close to me. The third why that I, I, I want to stress here is that I have a strong sense of wanting to be a role model, to be a role model to other people. So uh, we, we are the we number one role model to our children, right, Rick? Those who look up to us, you know, we have colleagues around us who look at you, the younger agents who actually look at you as role models, who wants to be somebody like you, somebody like us. So we need to be a role model to them as well. So my why uh, is very simple. That's that three things, you know, to be a provider, to be excellence in my life, and also to be a role model to whoever that comes along uh, uh, close to our life. That day, I was having coffee, you know, uh, in a coffee shop. And uh, I was early. So I sat down early alone in a coffee shop and had breakfast. And this young man, uh, who is in his early 30s, just came and asked me, Mr. Lim, I watch you on your show. May I sit down and have a cup of coffee with you? And he sat down and we had a 45 minutes chat about his career, 
about his passion, about his work, about his business. And I give tips on how do you improve your life and how do you improve your things. And, and yet again, that, that, that conversation went on for 45 minutes. And yes, we do have fans around us, right? And we want to be that role model to them. So my, my, my <coughs> why is very simple. To be excellence, to be a provider, and to be a role model to others, right? Rick, anything that's to amazing. add to that? That's awesome. That's amazing. And I think that's why you and I do what we do every single day because we remember our why. And um, that's incredible. Yeah. I think a lot of people out there, especially the agents, you know, when they join uh, a lot of financial advisors, when they join a business, of course, my number one why when I joined the business was for money, right? You want, to be, you want to get out of poverty. You want to get out of not having enough. You want to get out of that bad cycle, right, Rick? So all of us <coughs> join. I think the first thing is money. But yet again, sure. a lot of us forgot, forgot that money doesn't buy uh, class. Money doesn't buy excellence. Money doesn't buy all this. Uh, when, you have made, yeah, when you have made your money, you have to re-evaluate your why. Why are you doing this for the long term? And Rick, do you agree that in your business in America is the same as in Malaysia? We have so many young people who joined the business and left the business, right? They come in and they leave. They come in and they leave. Why? Because a lot of them, after they made their money, they forgot why they have to continue doing it. I'll share with you a funny story. I'm Go actually ahead, the opposite. Rick. I'm actually the opposite. So as I share with you, my parents... They came to America. They worked really hard. My father was a chef. My mom was a seamstress. A few years after working so hard, my father saved enough money to open his own restaurant. And then eventually he grew his restaurant. Later down the years, he sold his restaurant, got into construction. When I went to college, uh, our college is not as inexpensive as yours is in Malaysia. It was quite expensive, <clears throat> but my parents paid for all my college. They gave me allowance. When I was in college, I got 2,000 US dollars a month as an oh allowance. Oh my God. As an allowance. 2,000 US dollars, that's a lot of money. That's right. That's right. That was a lot of money. And I, I had a Lexus in college. I'm not afraid, ashamed to say it. <clears throat> I had a lot of good things in life. But then when I was 21, 22, and I joined this industry, I wasn't that good because, and, I, and I'm very transparent, because of my upbringing. The first six months... I acquired four clients in six months. I was put on probation to be fired. I was one of the worst, if not the worst, recruited that year in my training class. Now, last year, we wrote 360 lives. Now, think about that. I led the whole Eastern region. I actually led the country a few years ago. But my first six months, I wrote four lives. And, and people ask, like, what changed? Six months after my colleagues whispered when they saw me, Six months after my parents told me to quit because I wasn't good. Six months after everyone I felt around me just didn't believe in me. I did something different. I told my parents to no longer give me an allowance. I told them, dad, mom, I don't want an allowance anymore. I said, dad, mom, I'm going to pay for everything myself. I shed the money that I had. I remember eating ramen in my cubicle. I remember sleeping in my cubicle. I wanted to feel what it felt like to struggle. Not that I struggled or didn't struggle. And then it actually woke me up. You know, I do weird things sometimes, 
Like my wife says, why are you eating X when you can afford others? I said, honey, I want to remember my past. So I watched a movie not too long ago. There was a very successful man. And then um, what happened was he came across an obstacle that was very difficult. So he went to his farm and his worker was actually raking uh, horse manure, horse crap, right? And then what happened was he took the rake and he raked it himself for hours and hours. And his worker said, why are you doing this, sir? Like, don't, you don't touch this stuff. He's like, give me a few more minutes, raked it. And he gave it back to his worker. And he says, I finished. And he was like, why did you do it, sir? What was your lesson? He said, when I grew up, I was poor. I wanted to rake horse crap for an hour. So I remember where I came from. So I will never go back to how I started. Thank you. And then later on in the movie, he solved his problem. So unlike most people that came in this industry, I actually had the financial resources to take over my father's company. My father owns a pretty successful construction company and I'm only child. I can receive an inheritance. But I don't want any of that. When my father built his will, I told him to skip me. I don't expect anything from you. Skip and give it to your grandchildren, your great grandchildren, because I will build everything myself. Your father so, need another son? <laughs> <laughs> uh, believe it or not, I crossed my father's wealth. Uh, so it took me 10 years to beat my father in 40 years. So I believe what we do is incredible. But wealth is not important, honestly, to me. Uh, none of that is actually important. It's the impact and, and of, like you said, excellent. Yeah, excellence. You know, a lot of young people, uh, they came into the business. But I, I believe in one thing. If you, have joined, if you have joined the business for four, five, six, seven, ten years, and you have forgotten your why, take some time tonight and write down why are you doing this? Why are you doing what you are doing? Why are you still going out and see clients and do what you do? Write out the three whys, the four whys, the five whys, write out as many as, you po as possible and find out the two or three that matters to you the most. And, and, and by doing that, you will actually have a refresher of a, a mindset on why are you doing this. You know, today, uh, we went through, my, my, uh, my management team went through a branding workshop with a brand consultant. Uh, we basically uh, had a brand consultant coming into my agency and talk to the management team about why are we doing what we are doing. So the question they ask, uh, he asked us is, why Limeran Life? Why top of TOT talk show? Why do you want to spend time educating uh, insurance uh, uh, information you know, uh, in your shows? Why do you want to spend, spend so much money on, on, on Facebook and why do you want to spend so much time doing what you do? We have to answer him every single question that he asks, why are we doing it? And he drills it down to so fine and it, it trickles down to that five words, to that five words, essence of why are we doing it? It is trust, it is reliability, it is being, uh, uh, being a friend, of building a relationship with your clients. You know, it is about customer experience, customer service. It is about community. You know, so at the end of the day, we have to keep, even at my stature, I still ask myself why. And today we just got somebody, a professional come in and ask why are we doing this? And he asked me, why is TOT talk show in yellow and not in red? 
Great question. Great question. Right now, why is the then my designer told him actually is it derives the color from the Lin Renan Live logo, the yellow and because it is an offshoot from the Lin Renan Live show. That's why it is designed that way. You answer we have to answer, we have to ask questions on ourselves. Why do we do things this way? So that we really understand uh, the reason that we are doing what we do. If not, you get lost, right, Rick? Of course. Yeah. You have to stay focused and you have to always remember your why. Okay. As long as you understand your why, you'll never, you'll never not achieve your goals. Yeah. So I'm going to ask people out there, if you're watching this show and you feel that this is benefit to you, please share out with all your colleagues. Let's hit 300 people, 200 people watching this. If you think it's good, watch it, right? Why not? Share with your agents, share with your agency. And uh, today I got a question, right, Rick? I've got a question today by, uh, by, by, by a colleague. He asked me, Renan, why are you doing, why, again, why, uh, why are you doing this show on the last day of the month? It's a closing day. Nobody will watch your show. They are out there closing. You know what my answer to him? I said, I don't close on the last day. <laughs> I, I, I never close my month on the last day. <clears throat> Those who will never make it will close their month on the last day. That's right. Why are you <clears throat> waiting until the last day to close your month? And then you, you, and every time I hear, you know, I hear testimony at MDRTs, I work my, I work my last, I work my MDRT until the last day. And then, and then my underwrite, the underwriter is so nice to come up to, to work until like 12 o'clock to approve my case. And I become MDRT that year. I said, that's bullshit. Why are you waiting until the last day and keep the underwriting, underwriter up? You should have done it like three weeks before, right? Two weeks before. If you plan, if you plan and strategize your work properly. I never do my MDRT. Even, even my first year I did my MDRT, I did it 11 months. Because I follow the, 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 the Tony Gordon uh, uh, formula. If you do it my way, Tony Gordon says, I guarantee you, you'll do it in 11 months. That's it. So simple, right? So, Rick, are you ready so to pick up some questions? Your, your colleague uh, needs to start loving Mondays like he or she should love Fridays and Sundays. Yeah. Every day to me, I love the same yeah. way, right? There is no beginning of the month and end of the month. Yeah. You know, the calendar is a human made schedule. How, how can you live life controlled by a calendar? Right. Correct. So you're right. Interesting. You know, why do you want to keep the, the poor underwriter up <laughs> 12 o'clock end of a month to capture your case so that you can MDRD? I mean, after yeah. that, you buy a cake for her. Of course, you know, you forgot about her, right? So, Let's not do that. You must plan your week, your day properly. You know, there's still people asking me, you know, uh, what kind of calendar do you use? I use a full focus planner. Check it out. Full focus planner by Michael Hyatt. It is 250 ringgit a book for one quarter. It's not for a year. <laughs> it's for one quarter. And I buy four of them. I spend a thousand ringgit a year on diary. And most of our colleagues out there spend 28 ringgit for the whole year. <laughs> Right. That what makes us different, right? What what we do in life. Okay. So can we take up some question, Rick? 
this tough well, question. Lim, didn't yeah. we want to share with our audience something? I know before we started yeah. the pre-show, we talked about it. Yes. Right? This Rick, is go ahead. The third, this is the third show that um, we're excited to be a part of. And as we were preparing content for this show, we said, wow, we fulfilled three consecutive shows. So for next month's content, we're going to ask our audience for help. You know, just the incredible outpour of support, our um, likes, our fan base, everything you can say. It makes, you know, Lim and I really excited every last Friday of the month to share with you exciting content. But now we want to change it up. So for this show, I'm going to ask the audience to type in the comment box what type of content category information can we provide next month that will help you. Okay, but I want to mention something as you're thinking about the content that you want to hear next month in order for us to actually provide information for that content. I want you to gather the most amount of likes and for anyone that says, hey, I would like to hear this. Don't have humility, have humility and try to learn from others because I might say a comment and then Lim says another comment. I was like, oh, my God, I really, really, really want to hear Lim's topic even more then like Lim's comment. Whoever has the most like, whoever has the most, I guess, um, uh, support, that's the content Lim and I will prepare. Because I honestly believe, like, as every time we prepare new content every month, Lim's like, what should we talk about? I have unlimited <laughs> content in my mind. Unlimited. Yeah. You name a content, I could talk about it. But I want to know what helps you. So I want you to tell us what you want to learn, the most likes, the most support, you could share it, ask your friends, ask your colleagues to like it. Whoever has the most likes, that is the one we will talk about for next month. Okay. Okay. We got the first girl, uh, first lady actually put it up. She says, I want to learn about how to get referrals, personal introduction from existing clients. So guys uh, out there, if people out there, if you love, if you love that topic, you just put a like on that topic, right? On Facebook, you can like it, right? So we will calculate, tablet how many likes, and we will actually pick up that content, that question, and that content, and think about it. We'll sleep over it over a month, and we'll come up with amazing answers right? <laughs> to answer your question. So Esther wants to know how to get referrals. So do we have something else? Somebody else to actually... Uh, so, uh, Right. Elaine Tan says she wants to learn about how to bring more value to our clients and potential clients during this crisis. All right. If you like, if you want to hear about that, then like her content, like her questions, uh, like her, what do you call this, uh, uh, topic, and we will try to make it happen, right?